Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether you want to listen to them zero times or twice, from serendipity to why uh, say anything nice, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. The world has changed. We live in a new era, and our new leader in this time, it's my co-host, Evan. You don't think I can love you, love you, love you, but isn't he beautiful? Isn't he um, beautiful? I didn't expect a medley. Oh my goodness. I'm it's so my co-host, Saker. <laughs> can, you do, uh, can you do all uh, 29 songs on the Brady Good Ladies? God, it's such Army a long Man. album. It's 16 songs. As I was re- re- re-listening to everything for this in anticipation, I, uh, I'm like, Jesus, it's not done yet. <laughs> uh not only were you re-listening to it you were also texting me the whole time saying i don't remember any of these songs <laughs> which is a great uh a, g- a great way to start off a retrospective of an album i remembered half of them <laughs> and uh no, yeah i remembered i remembered all of them immediately after starting listening to them i should say oh sure so the titles did not clue no, you no in. no yeah that's true. Looking at the titles on here, I if I listen to them, I could probably tell you. But but just seeing like something you'll never find, angry people, I cannot tell you how they go. But for the most part, I think those are the only two. I could sing all the other angry ones. people are. Thank the bobius. Yep. See, see, there see, we see, go. The, uh... Okay. Here's the real challenge. Can either of us do something you'll never find? <sighs> Will you be the one that'll find it? Hey, wait, that song rules, yeah, actually. Why like, is that not on like my... my uh, <laughs> like, fifth favorite song of the album. <laughs> out, of, out of 16, that's not a super compliment to the album. Oh, my goodness. Ev, what a joyous way to finish off the PPE. We're laughing, we're having yeah. a good time. I'm going to be honest, like, like uh, listening to this, re-listening to all of it, I remembered, like, this is not a bad album. Like, I... Uh, I was not. I agree. I was not upset by this album. Having to listen to all of it, re- re-listening to all of it, and not to not to tip my hand, but I do think it's way better than Our Me. I think Our hmm. Men is the superior album. You know, I'd have to listen to them side by side to find out. Sure, I'd have to look at the titles and see how many songs I remember on each one, <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be my I don't think ultimate it's a remembrance. But it's a. Uh, I think I. I think if I listen to them back to back, and then front to back, and then uh front to front i would uh i would be able to figure out what's going on if they were a giant ouroboros if the two albums were 69ing mm-hmm. if you could listen to them front to back and back to front mm-hmm. then well, you could really get 69 a and then 99ing and then 66ing mm, a 99 is just two big spoons and a 66 is two little spoons well, no, a, it's two big spoons the other way around you had a fight and you're just back to back in your bed but no, 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 because one of the nines is facing. So one partner is extending uh, yeah, the olive branch. Nine is just a spoon, right? Yeah. Okay. And the other partner. Well, I mean, it could be one person because they're not touching. So, so the one so, person's like, yeah. "I want to, I want to be your friend." Yeah, yeah. So ninety-nine is uh, one person's extending the olive branch. Then a sixty-nine is obviously, and then a, ni- yeah. a ninety-six. A <laughs> ninety-six is when you have to sleep in bed with your cousin on family vacation. Yeah. One of you goes yeah. face, face up. One of you goes face up. And then a sixty-nine. Okay. And then, yeah. a 60, I can't and then a 66. Remember. It's just a... <laughs> it's just, yeah, what is a 66? I guess it's just a 99, but you sleep... In Australia. Sleeping, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. the, the water goes the opposite way. <laughs> hey, you call it a 99 there, huh? Uh, we call it a 66. You wallaby. <laughs> we call it a 66. What are all the, what are all the double numbers? What's a 22? 
<laughs> 22. <laughs> I forgot what this podcast is. A 22 is. is, like, I guess, uh, I don't know a lot of, like, um, like gay slang, but I feel like it's where you both have boners and you're boning each other. Because <laughs> both of the twos well, have, like, both of the twos ha- are jutting into the air. Like, the two has a mm-hmm. very, a very obvious boner. So it's two oh, dudes sure. fucking each other, but the one both of them have like fucking raging boners. Sure, but they're not they're not fucking each other because the one person's boner is extending into nothingness, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Are you thinking that yeah, the I tail mean, of can, the two is the can, boner? You can derive uh, enjoyment from being fucked, Saker. Of course, you just said they were fucking each other, and I am disagreeing with well, your premise. Here's my question: Is uh, so uh, male? Uh, let me just uh, expose your your. Uh, <laughs> Your homophobia. So if a woman and a man are having sex, are they fucking uh-huh. each other? No, because the woman is not inserting anything into the man. I would argue She's that, being... yes, they are. Be- both of them are consensually both... fucking the other person. But who's being fucked? Both of them? Both of them. I think whoever on top, whoever's on top is fucking. Whoever's on the bottom is being so, fucked. So, see, that's a that's just totally fucking capitalist bullshit. Like whoever is <laughs> whoever is doing the quote unquote work, and again, sure. it's not necessarily work. Like a you know somebody on the bottom can do as much work, if not more, than the person who is doing the actual thrusting. Sure, I've heard of I've I've heard tales, legendary tales of the power bottom. Yeah, so you're right. Uh, so okay, so so we're in agreement. Well, I guess we're agree. I forgot what we were agreeing to. All right, twenty-two is fucking each other. Yes, thank you. You're right. Thank you. Saker. I agree, one hundred percent. Um. Oh man, thirty-three is a, a stack of butts. The more threes, <laughs> yeah, the more butts are stacked is, up. God, yeah, just a stack of butts. Yeah. Yeah. The old, the old butt stack. Um. Ebo, I, th- I think we're done <laughs> with thirty-three. <laughs> I think we're done with all this. Uh, we're done with, well, in fact, more... 88 is just uh, <laughs> a bunch of people hugging, and also their butts are facing outwards. You aren't ready to leave it alone. There, there Everyone's to touching butts. Sure, yeah. That's an exciting butt one. I think the hardest one is a 77. Because what the fuck? It's it's two beaks. It's uh, like, somebody yelling, and then somebody licking the back of their head. <laughs> that is my fetish, indeed. All right. <laughs> Um, we are done with not just double number talk, but we are also done with, as we call it, the PPE. The prepage era is complete. Um, About to move into the so, PPE. Oh my God, I'm so excited. For the post-page uh, era. Yeah. Uh, boy, the more I think about it, the more I understand how confused Justin was when we brought up those terms, because it's not prepage. <laughs> Page exists right now. <laughs> like, we're bad at our jobs. Um... So let's talk about this album. We just finished up Bare Naked Ladies Are Men, the second half of the double album, The Bare Naked Ladies Are Men Are Do you think Fox News would have less uh, adherence if they just began every broadcast with, uh, okay, so let me just start this. We're bad at our jobs. And then they just go into their their fucking shtick. Truly, people have cut us so much fucking slack when I say we're the Stripped Down Know Nothing podcast. (laughs) On Discord, people are like, Oh, you didn't talk about like the live version of this where the lyrics are different. And I'll be like, we don't know anything, and they're like, oh, that's true, I forgot. Well, that's <laughs> you always... little scams. I mean, we're a comedy podcast, right? We're not a we're not an actual music podcast. I guess I, I, I do, would say I... we were far more comedy than music. Like we are, Boy, we are a music adjacent podcast. We have to make more than just ourselves laugh in order to be a comedy podcast. Is no, the we problem. Don't. You have to make okay. to be comedy. You have to make one other person laugh, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're both laughing. 
So, yeah, you just did it. So, like, that's the, that's right. always the comedian's defense. That's like what John Stewart did on Daily Show, where he'd make fun of shit, and as soon as someone like pushed back at him, he'd be like, "Oh, this yeah. is just a comedy podcast, or yeah, this is just a comedy yeah. show," and that's fair. Sure. It's just not it's not a fair defense, but it's a fair defense for us. Yeah, I would agree. So, so it's okay that we don't know anything. So, yeah, I think if Fox News said. Listen, guys, we didn't do any research this time around. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Could you guys just cut us some slack? <laughs> I would feel a lot better about oh, Fox man. News if they would just come right out with it and we say We are the it. Prager University of BNL podcasts. Oh, we are the Pregnant University BNL podcast. Um, do you have any pregnant friends in college, Ev? No. I had pregnant friends in oh. high school. Like, I feel like, Did you? I feel like college isn't the place you get pregnant. If you're going to get pregnant... Like, because you're in high school, you're still sure. under your parents' roof, per se, like, sure. it, more or less. And, like, sure. you have less access to birth control, which everyone should have access to all the time, forever. I mean, right. as long as you're, like, the age of consent, I think that, you know, even before that, but you shouldn't really be having sex before you can consent to it. But Sure. Uh, you know, this is, this is <laughs> a very, deeper, this is a very thorny issue. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, <laughs> unpack this. This is a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of there. So anyway, um, yeah, I didn't have any pregnant friends in college. I had a bunch of pregnant friends in high school. I only had one pregnant friend in high school. In college, I also had one, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But um, I had a, I had a uh, friend who uh, in, in, I think it was like eighth grade health class, and I'm not naming names or something like that. They were talking about like pregnancy and things like that, you know, because you should learn about pregnancy and you should learn about sex. Uh, sure. Pretty early. I feel like fifth grade. Is like the good, good yeah, way to start. Like that sounds about right. Yeah. And uh, so we were doing that. Like it was like seventh or eighth grade, and she's like, "Yeah, um, you can't have, you can't get pregnant if you have sex in the shower." Ee. <laughs> she said that with absolute fucking uh, confidence. Very. I'm next year pregnant. I'm like, I uh, am. You know. Uh, I don't wait, wish. This I don't in... wish an unwelcome pregnancy on anyone who doesn't want one. Sure. But, uh, yeah. I feel bad. What grade was this? Like 7th or 8th grade. So she was like 9th, 10th grade. Like it was like early. It was like freshman Christ. year of high school she was pregnant. Yikeroo. Yeah, it was That is It was bad. It was real bad. What 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 do you have to think is happening biologically or chemically to think that water cascading down is going to prevent well, anything from happening? Again, I don't think that any 9th grader, 10th grader is equipped to think biologically or chemically to that extent. Yeah. especially when your hormones are like i don't know yeah i don't well, know then, i'm just i'm just 100 percent in favor of sex ed from like sixth grade and also birth control from like sixth grade sure <laughs> if you want absolutely yeah like yeah i i i feel that sure um yeah so your mandatory birth control mandatory like, every- <laughs> if there was a way to like castrate everybody sure like, to begin with and then like let's you just get sure. you just get your ability to have kids back when you know, like when you graduate from high school or like eh, that's that's kind of actually racist uh, or classist um, when you get to oh, when right. you get to like 17 or 18, you get to 18. Sure. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like anyone, you know, there may be there may be 16, 17 year olds who are ready for a kid equipped. No, yeah. no, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to deny that fact. But like, I feel like 18, then you get your ability to have kids back. And if you don't want them, if you don't want kids, you don't have to go in and get the procedure. Like you're just, you're just sterile until you decide not to be. 
you sound like this is your campaign. And if you don't, if you don't like your ability to have kids, you never have to go back. Yeah, and yeah. Why would you? Well, I mean, if you don't want to have kids, just don't ever have them. I just it, this is uh, sure. But again, we would need We're, we would need a procedure that is a hundred percent reversible. This is some weird, weird, like uh, well-intentioned eugenics is what you are no, aiming. No, it's not. It's you, not uh, eugenics because. <laughs> Because if it's if it's one hundred percent reversible and anyone can get it, it's not eugenics, right? I'm not I'm not in any way decide. The government is not in any way deciding whether or not you can have a kid. It's just saying sure. no one can have a kid before eighteen. Sure, sure. Uh, with, um, with with some maybe there's some judges or something that have something like, <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm dying of cancer. I'm se- I'm sixteen and I really want to have a kid. Like even that seems a little bit on the fucking uh, margin. But like I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't no. want to ever. I don't want to ever say you can't have a kid, no matter if you're capable of having a kid. I don't want to ever say you can't have a kid. But at the same time, sure, we're straying dangerously yeah. close to some dangerous thought experiments yeah, here. Like, I think, and I just want everybody to know that these are Evan's views. These do not represent <laughs> my views whatsoever. I just, I just I think want you to be able, able to have people to have sex and not to be not to have kids if they don't want to have kids. That's my goal. I think. Just like a Milton Bradley board game, ages one to ninety-nine, you should be free to have a kid if you want. And those are Saker's views. <laughs> those are wildly different, both incredibly offensive views from Evan and Saker. Um, I feel like mine was a little bit less bad than yours. Yeah, yours. <laughs> I mean, mine was well thought out. Mine was not in the moment a joke that I was trying to make. Mine. Nor was, was I. Nor was mine. Yours. <laughs> okay, never mind. That's what we're doing here. I forgot. <laughs> Yes. We're a comedy podcast. You forgot this was a comedy podcast. Yeah, yes. yes, indeed. We have, we have outed ourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't started talking about this album yet. No, no. Why would we? Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, so, Very Good Ladies Are Men. This is the second of the two discs. Um, overall, mm-hmm. you were listening back through it uh, a half hour ago, live tweeting me yes. your updates yes. <laughs> on this on this podcast, or on this album. Uh, so in the end, you ended up liking it, I guess. Um, it had some songs I really didn't like, but then again, I'd have to weigh it against the other albums. And again, I know we do the Which album we will. rating. I don't want to do yeah. that this time because I, don't. Uh, I. Okay, never mind. I, Let's do it. I wrote it out. I see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Can I call you out a little bit? Yeah. I'm excited to call you yeah. out. Okay, go ahead. About an, about an hour ago, you messaged me on Facebook and said, "Buddy." I got fucking drunk as hell today. This podcast is not going to be good. I didn't Number say one, that. you're wrong. This podcast is great so far. We're doing a lot of the Lord's work here. But number two, I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then I thought back to last night when I stayed up till 1.30 a.m. when I could have been playing a video game, listening and re-listening to these songs and ranking them and ranking the albums. And I was like, <laughs> it's fine. This is work I would have had to do anyway in any case. It's fine. I did it. It's done. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're going to do the albums in order because I spent a lot of time thinking about it last night. So, and I think you can do it on the fly. I will tell you that I like this album. Like I like all Bare Naked Ladies albums. Again, I don't think there's a truly bad one. I think at the very minimum, all the albums are good. This one was in my lower half Hmm. of Bare Naked Ladies albums just because, and we've talked about, it's not going to be a surprise because we've talked about it on previous ones. That four of... Gordon, Stunt, Maroon, and E to E is just like unbeatably. This they're just fucking great. Those are four top of the line, top quality albums. I love them all. Um, and I don't know if anything is going to ever crack those four. Um, 
But I don't know. Uh, do you think they're crackable? Do you think... Uh, I believe Everything to Everyone was I mean, your number four. If we haven't you... cracked them now, I don't think they're going to be crackable. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I haven't listened to... I actually have. I have listened to, like, Silver Ball once and, like, um, sure. a Grinning Street. I've listened to all of them, I think, maybe one time. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah. I don't think that any of them, none of them, like, grabbed me in the way that I'm yeah. most stunted. Let's, I, I am kind of excited because we're heading into something that's so new for both of us. Something totally just, like, this is gonna, this is gonna be very exciting. Very exciting. I don't know. Uh, okay, so, doesn't matter. Here we go. Uh, one thing that we have to do, mm-hmm. uh, is resequence these albums. We always resequence these albums. So, uh, mine are boring, so I always go first. Yours um, are the, the, uh, auteur's choice. Yes, the legitimate resequencing. <laughs> um, so I've resequenced these two albums into one single album called Bare Naked Ladies Army Men. Uh, and as we spoke about before, oh, yes, uh, yes, there is yes. a- I'm excited for this. There's a Spotify playlist in the description of this episode. And, uh, so here's what I did. 29 songs on Army and oh, Our Men. So I limited myself <laughs> So I limited myself to half rounded up. I said I cannot do more than 15 songs okay. on this single disc, right? Evan, I did not make it to 15 songs. <laughs> I limited myself oh, no. to 15. <laughs> and I thought if I was going to make a really fucking good album, there were a couple times when I was like, "Oh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not could be in here." And then I listened to it again, I was just like, no, I can't. I, I couldn't. Ooh, in the end, I like came up with that was, I think, my favorite song of this album. What the fuck? That's wild to me. Interesting. Well, we'll talk about okay. our favorite songs and our least favorite songs in a little bit, which was, is a yes. new segment we're adding. Yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes before we started recording. Hey, let's come up with our favorite and least favorite, which is easy for me on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, think, that, I think that's a fun thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, here's a combo of the two albums. Um, we're kicking it off with Angry People. Angry People, the first song on this album. Uh, re-listening to it, wait, I couldn't hum it to Wait. I couldn't hum it to you until I played it, and then I was like, actually, I really like this song. Okay, it's a good song, but is it a good starter song? Does it have the energy you need? Yes. It's. A, I, I even wrote in my notes, what an album starter this is. Because you start with this big drum roll, the... We have this in-media res opening for Angry People, so, like, I, I, and I kind of like that because it starts with, like, that's the problem, dear, with angry people. Like, <laughs> we're just, like, being launched into this world of Bare Naked Ladies Army Men where we're like, okay, tell me what the problem is, Steve. Like, fucking go. So, okay. So, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, please. That was it. I'm going to take issue with that. Like, I'm going to take issue with everything now. Um, uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> I think that, so, we're going we're gonna to put in the intro to Angry People right here. seconds and then we're going to put in the intro to uh, maybe not right here pretty soon you will be wanting me okay we're going to see what the listeners think is the best intro (laughs) to this album (laughs) that saker is creating that okay. Saker left off, maybe not. 
I did. Maybe not is off of this. Um, yeah, I listened to Maybe Not again, and I just couldn't. Weedie doo doo. Weedie doo doo. Oh yeah, no, I don't. No, okay. no, I okay. don't think that's correct. All right, all right. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll see what the listeners have to say. We'll let our listeners be the judge. Uh, track two, running out of ink. I think this might be the best song on um, on Bare Naked Ladies. Are uh, what? maybe the best song on Bare Ladies are Men. Running Out of Ink is incredible. Um, and I wanted that to be the hit. So I slotted it in at track two. This song is good. Um, <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> this song is good and I like it. Um, I thought this followed by track three, Bull in a China Shop, is the one-two punch of Bare Naked Ladies' Army Men. These are two incredibly strong Steve songs slotted right in in a row I think these two together are uh, an unbeatable combo. Um, track four, mm-hmm. another spin. Let's give that globe another spin. I think this is incredibly high energy. Great song. Another spin right? guy of a chimpanzee. Pansy. Yeah, good one. Um, a lot of Steve and Rose were breaking it up with some Kev. Uh, track five, maybe you're right. I liked maybe you're right. Ooh. I couldn't figure out why and then i realized that it might this is a very subjective read of this album i think (laughs) i like maybe you're right because laser did it on our podcast and it was just this like moment of like this is two people who've done songs for us acoustic covers and i think that blew me away so much that i permanently have fond (laughs) memories of maybe you're right now of of them saying bank job and bank job oh of course oh bank job trust me you is gonna be on this album trust me tracks Track six is the end of side one of the album. So I structured it like a record mm-hmm. where track six, we go out with a bang and this is wind it up. I so considered this is, like an, this is like an EP. It is kind of like an EP. Yeah. Okay. I could, I considered making wind it up uh, track one because it's got such a big loud sort of, but I didn't want that to be the feel that we go with for the, I didn't want it to sound like a rock record, like straight off. Yeah. You don't want to like wind me up inside. Yes, exactly. Um, and Wind It Up, of course, ends uh, Bare Naked Ladies Are Me. So we're kind of doing a little bit of symmetry here between my sides. Mm-hmm. Side two starts with Everything Had Changed. That banjo pluck-in mm-hmm. uh, string song. Because we're telling people on side two, this side's a little bit different, all right? Like, you're going to have to think a little bit on this one. The songs are a little bit, you know, smoother, a little bit more this thoughtful, the, uh, a little bit sappier, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, this is the... Uh, um melancholy and infinite sadness this is the blue disc that is correct yes 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 uh we move into fun and games um that dixieland jazz part just sticks so much in my craw in a memorable way god everything Um, has changed it's such a good song it's a great song i I listened to it again i was like fuck this song rules yeah yeah i was uh i was thinking that i might have liked beat bnl are men better but then i heard like i just started listening to everything has changed and you described i'm like oh no that's a great song it rules yeah um bank job track nine uh then we get into the sappy duo peterborough and the kawarthas track 10 and half a heart track 11 half a heart was a tricky one but i ended up i think liking it uh maybe because of my read about a dog who dies and waits (laughs) for his owner in heaven (laughs) so a gym song made it onto your mix they never make it on Peterborough and the Quartha's Rules. That song is so good. I love it. Uh, then I Can, I Will, I Do, and ending the album oh. is The New Sad. <laughs> the reason 
is only because, mm. and I, I mentioned this during the episode, the end where Steve just goes, goodbye, <gasps> goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, I felt like that was such a great, sweet way to end this album, and a great, a much better way than uh, uh, fucking uh, why say anything nice, which is just <laughs> him double flipping the camera to the bare naked ladies. Like, so this if, is a sweet ending. If there were to be a hidden track, ooh, buddy, yeah. Um, if there were to because, be, I mean, like what two thousand six, two thousand seven, like that wasn't that wasn't de rigueur anymore. But like, no. you could still put one on. Especially if For you're sure. doing a double album six months apart where you don't care about yes. anything anyone wants. <laughs> so, but but here's, I, I'm tempted to put on a song that I sort of like that didn't make it, like Maybe Not. But I think that Maybe Not doesn't have hidden track energy. Right. Because a hidden track is usually weird and different. So I think my hidden track is going to be the track that leads off Brannicked Ladies or Me, Adrift. Ooh. The onion rings, the phone makes yeah. me cry. Yeah. And you've got a, like it's you a, got good, it's got good hidden sun energy, but not as good as hidden it, sun. Yes, 100%. So, Ev, let me break this down for you, give you some stats. Okay. I just picked songs I liked. Mm-hmm. It ended up being six songs from me, seven songs from men. Pretty uh, close on that front. Uh, uh, song-wise, we ended up, or singer-wise, with seven Steves, mm-hmm. four Eds, and both Kevin and Jim made it on with one nice. song each. So we had a great split of all the ladies, although a lot more Steves. Uh, noticeable omissions, Sound of Your Voice, and Easy. The two singles off of Are Me, I listened to them again, and I was just like, yeah. these are fine. Like, Easy, they're not good. Yeah, Easy was not good. And uh, I think Sound of Your Voice could be a hidden track. Here's, but it could. But I think the one you picked was better. Whenever I think of Sound of Your Voice, I think of that old YouTube man swaying back and forth <laughs> from the music video, and it legitimately makes me sad to think about the song after that. I think the they really fucked The up. old man makes you cry. <laughs> he does. Uh, and another little uh, tidbit of trivia. I did include, I think, every song with horns on it. If it had a horn, uh, it was in go. my list. So, horns. Horns. You can't, that's go, what you can't go wrong with horns. I would like to... Listeners, if you can, find me a song that goes wrong with horns. <laughs> um, and that that was my breakdown of Very Good Ladies Army Men. Taking these two CDs, 29 songs, cutting off 16 songs, like yeah. a vestigial, vestigial limb. Vestigial? Vestigial? Vestigial is what I've always vestigial. said. Vestigial. I think that's right. Um, and uh, although the vestigial limb in this case is more than half the body. <laughs> and just <laughs> making it into the tightest, trimmest version of itself. Um, so, Ev. Let me hear your breakdown. You just did Brannicked Ladies Are Men, correct? Correct. Because I did okay. Brannicked Ladies Are Me. That was my right. weird apocalypse read, I think. Right. I, I, Bud, you got me. I, <laughs> you don't remember? I don't I remember. I really got you. <laughs> you got me so I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, if you remember my read for this album, yeah, it was Dating Sims. Right. But I couldn't just go straight up Dating Sims because I've done, like... Who you would date, who you would yes, marry, you who you would have a yes. kid with. I don't even remember yes, what I've yes. done, but I've done all those. Yes. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta reach out. To, you gotta go A to Z, not A to okay. C. Sure. Op- Which literal... one would you want to be divorced from the most? opposite? No, sure. not even that. What's a date? Uh, uh, uh sweet fruit. Uh, I think mostly Arabic in nature. No, um, uh, there we go. So mm, did you, I get there? You eat some delicious dates <laughs> on a date. Um, uh-huh. Date is about bringing people together. Two people, okay. four people, eight people, whatever. Okay. Okay. What is about bringing people apart? 
Ooh, the opposite uh, of a date a is... protest hmm. no because no, you're, you're... you could go on a protest on a date you could you could and you could also a protest is also about bringing people together in support of an issue that is sure. anti whatever they're protesting so what what is intended to tear people apart uh buddy i don't black friday i don't know tell me <laughs> so a date is bringing people together what makes people run away from each other uh-huh paintball <laughs> These are all paintball teams from the World Paintball <laughs> League. You got it 100%. WPL. That's right. I mean, re- quickly re... No. Uh, but all right, what is it? Knowing me, um, <laughs> what do you run away from? Bugs. Scary boys. Scary... Which monster? That's no. right, buddy. Really? Monsters. Horror movie monsters. You got to scare... You got to run away from these. So it's the least to most scary <laughs> monsters that i thought of wait 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 so as usual i have a lot of questions before we start <laughs> oh, let's go so each song represents a monster yes and then each monster you've ranked with a scariness quotient i've yes so not only do i have to predict <laughs> which song is which monster but how you feel about that monster well how tough and how scary that monster would be <laughs> to uh to to deal with objectively or as evan i mean it's always as evan i try to be objective in this rating okay all right i try i I try as hard as i can because you know there's like a there's like a scariness rating and and it goes a lot of different ways so okay all right interesting and for a lot of these i have to remember what your read was so so let's just do it this way so we'll do it this Uh way Uh, um i picked a monster and i'll tell you the so, would you like me to tell you the monster for the... Oh, no, no, I can't because you have to... Ju- you have to. No, I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. It's fine. I'm just okay. going to try to think of which Very Good Lady song is the scariest. And then you're going to tell me which monster you think it represents afterwards. Okay. okay good luck, bud. Okay. I think the scariest... So, the scariest... No, we're going from scary. least scariest to most scariest. <laughs> okay. And by so most scariest, good. I mean, like, who would win in a fight between all the monsters. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right. So, uh, I'm going to tell I you, like, that... uh, 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 the first quarter of them are people. <laughs> oh, then we right... go to concepts? No, no, no. They're like, uh, they're from Oh, horror... like Jason. They're from, they're from horror movies. No, Jason is not a person. He is what is Jason? He's definitely on the list. He's, a uh, he's the fucking juggernaut, man. He's an unkillable. You also know Kane Marco the juggernaut is a person, right? <laughs> I, I don't know what you're saying. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, so your number one, your least scary thing on here is going to be. Let's see if you get any of these. Ninety <laughs> percent sure I won't. Uh, least scary one on here is one and only. You're a hundred percent right. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, you got it. You got your one for one. Uh, Which this, monster? This is the call is coming from inside the house. Scary stories. When a stranger calls, a weird serial killer uh, in this movie, right? Okay, so in a sorority house with with, with real actual tense scenes. Uh, So this is like, uh, this is somebody one and only, like, uh, basically this is the easiest easiest to avoid, right? Because you're in a house, you can just leave the house. Um, Where are you getting the house from? Is that in one and only? Yeah, so it was, wait, hold the phone. I don't know if I can take this. Oh, sure. Leave me alone. I don't know if I can make this work. Um, so this is somebody, see, I'm sad and lonely. This is somebody calling from inside the house. This, this is somebody calling you. 
Um, pass me a drink. No, I'm not gonna because you're in my house. Lend me a hand. I'm not gonna because you're in my house. Sure. So my heart's done. Weighs a ton. Hold me a while. Tell me you'll never be leaving. So sure. This is a this is a creepy guy. This is a When a Stranger Calls, 1979. Um, yeah. So. Uh, basically it's just a, a person it's a serial killer but at the same time they're stuck in the house that you're in like if you leave the house you're still on a street where people can get to you and you're fine right and they've done uh they've done a lot of sure. uh, plays on this modern day uh but basically if you're you call the police they're fucked sure okay so least all least, right least deadly of the the monsters least deadly of the monsters um okay so that and he's just a guy right he's just a killer yes Okay, so I think the next one is probably also... I mean, you said they a lot of the early ones were just people, yeah, right? Yeah, Um. Okay, I think the next one might be someone who is not physically violent, but someone who is perhaps emotionally violent. Sullen and silent. That's right. Why say anything nice? Oh, nope. Bang. Oh, okay, what is it? Sorry. It is serendipity. I was wondering. Okay, serendipity can always find you, though. It's just serendipitous. He always comes right. upon you. Okay, he, this that's is scary. American Psycho. This is a Patrick Bateman side of guy. This is okay. a, a regular boy with regular joys. So, what if he doesn't actually remember what it feels like to actually be in a relationship? He still remembers the feel of your father's hands and your and <laughs> your mother liked to use vodka in her pie crusts. Okay, like, he's a perfect boyfriend, or is he? Oh, by the way, have you heard of Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> I love that you wrote out, like, back of the box for the DVDs for Serendipity. <laughs> That's very good. I like it. So, yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a scary psycho, and he is way more scary than When a Stranger Calls Psycho. Because like, he's a sure. uh, he's like Donald Trump Jr. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay. Um, man, here's what's tough, though. Like, and as usual, I feel like saying, why say anything nice again? But I'm not going to. Um, I think that... The next song is, here's the thing. I don't know if it's a horror movie. Fun and Games is about war. War Ooh. is horrible. Yeah, war is horrible. But it's not a horror movie. So I'm going to skip that because you didn't immediately get excited when I said it. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and cheat. Um, and I think the next one is going to be, um, I don't know, domestic uh, fucking... Maybe not. Ooh, no way. What is it? Maybe not even in... Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Down to Earth. Down to Earth by a satellite. Why? So, this is Sami from The Audition. Okay. <laughs> so, she seems like a regular girl. You've held an audition to find the most dateable girls. I don't know. If our listeners haven't heard it, it's a Takeshi Miike film from 1999. Uh, the, uh, it follows Aoyama, who is a producer who, um, basically his wife, le his wife is dead or leaves him. I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't remember either. Yeah. He, uh, holds an, he, he and his producer friend hold an audition for future girlfriends. They, they're planned there. They, they say they're making a movie and they just hold an audition for actresses that, uh, fit the bill. But the thing is, they're just, they're just, I mean, they're predators basically. They're mm. just basically trying to prey on these actresses and she Asami is the actual predator because she was a dancer who uh, fell on some hard times and uh, she is a, you know, a mad woman. Um, so I think one of the creepiest scenes in the entire movie 
uh, apart from the gory scenes is where she just sits by after the audition she sits by the phone for four entire days <laughs> waiting for him to call back so oh, she's a serial God. killer but unlike the other two that came before this she's one who preys on people who plan on preying on her okay so she beats these male shitbags because she's already ready for them buddy then that means the next one has to be her villain which is a male shitbag the next oh, one yeah. is yeah beautiful next one is what is it beautiful no oh fuck i thought i had you read yeah, you're never going to get me, bud. <laughs> I'm all over the place. <laughs> Great. All right, what's the next yeah. one? So, yeah, but uh, um, it's uh, Running Out of Ink. Okay, because, uh, yeah, he's more suicidal than he is a maniacal because killer. this is Nazis. Well, more specifically, neo-Nazis, especially mm. with regards to Green Room. I don't know if you've seen Green Room. I it did stars, not. It's like Anton Yelchin, Patrick Stewart, Imogen Poots. Uh, basically, it's a punk band that goes to play at a club. And they realize halfway through their set that it's a Nazi club. And they start playing anti-Nazi songs, which is fine. They go to the green room, and they watch someone get murdered by accident. They weren't supposed to see this. And then they're trapped in the green room, and these Nazis want to kill them. Anyway, so um, this is what it takes to drive a man to drink. They're Nazis. They're drinking at a club. Do you know what it is to love the <laughs> fatherland? <laughs> okay. And the bridge, I think the bridge has a real Roma feel, like a real like a uh, uh, Roma R- Roma gypsy feel, where they're like uh, playing the uh, the violins and the strings and everything. And it's a beautiful song. I think I love that music. And uh, um, but it's like a, it's sort of like almost mocking. Sure. So, um, but then like uh, running out of ink, like I came after you until you called the cops. <laughs> yeah, and I to forgot be honest, about that line. Let's be 100% honest. Nazis should throw everything they've ever written off a bridge and then dive in after it. <laughs> okay, great. Good. So, so this is so what yeah, a bunch of Nazis do. could kill a serial killer. Sure, sure. Is my uh okay. Oh my god. So a bunch of Nazis. So what can kill a bunch of Nazis? But see, now we're now we're in hard territory because there's a bunch of them. So I feel yeah. like now we have to start getting into supernatural shit that can wipe out You are 100% right. This is our bridge to the supernatural. Hmm. And again, I feel bad for you because this is every horror movie ever <laughs> yeah, that right. I've ever seen. Well, here's the thing is I've now organized the remaining uh, 13 songs or whatever by what this I is think is the scariest. such a long album. I, so, but unfortunately, what I think is the scariest are things that I've already guessed or the least <laughs> scary, I should say. Um, so I'm, I'm going to fucking... Okay, here's here's let me let me walk you through my thought process. I think maybe not, which I thought was less scary, might be further down on the list simply because I think this is some sort of ancient like maybe you'll forgive all the things that I forgot. Maybe you're forgetting all the times yep. we fought. You are so right. I, I think it's something deeper and darker. It is far deeper. I I do I I swear that I want to guess why I say anything nice. I'm not going to, but because the only I why I say anything nice is literally. It, there's nothing violent happening. The only thing happening, this mm-hmm. is a ghost that tries to force you out of your house. This is paranormal activity right. or some shit, right? You're so, close. so maybe, yeah. maybe that's downward. So then I'm gonna go with my next one, which is half a heart. <gasps> you are right. Oh my god, this happens so rarely. Holy shit! How many You're have I gotten so far? Oh my god, this is incredible, five. incredible. Yeah, this is Carrie for me. Okay, all right, I can see that. Uh, describe it to me. <laughs> So this is a magical girl who can kill everyone, uh-huh. including a bunch of Nazis. Uh-huh. She's tormented, but she's ultimately getting revenge on her oppressors 
standing on a crumbling wall, her sanity tied to a cannonball, her psychic powers. She's replacing all this hopeless hopelessness mm-hmm. by burning down her fucking school. <laughs> okay. I like that. Um, all right. Next, buddy. Oh, I got this one. This is going to be the man who goes from town to town. I don't even know if he's supernatural, but I guess he has to be because we're this deep down. But he's still mostly human, which is <laughs> what a letdown. Nope. Oh, what a letdown just has time to take a leak and eat something and then kill somebody and move yeah. on to the next town. All right, what is no, it? This is, uh, this is why say anything nice, buddy. Why say any? Ah, oh, shit. Okay. God damn it. That was so close. All right. This is uh, the uh, upper class whites from Get Out. <laughs> okay. The movie by Jordan Peele. Sure. Sullen, silent, emotionally violent, no communication, yeah. just alienation. Yeah. Okay. Sacrifice can only su- suffice when something is beautiful, i.e. the black body. Sure. Nice can come at a price. They're fucking, uh, um, <laughs> you know, I love how garbage. Little, I, I have so little context for any. I mean, I've seen the movie, of course, but you're just like, well, this is Get Out. And then I would be like, oh, okay, well, they can beat them now that I know that. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I feel uh, like Carrie would, Carrie would get beaten down by society. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And these, um, uh, and this is like the last, they're, they're the last non-magical people here. I'll really? Good God. Oh, where the fuck did beautiful come in? Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're never going to guess beautiful. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, okay. Uh, boy, some of these are really scary. Um, so, this is a big album, too. So, yeah, you'll be, yeah. You'll be lucky to get a lot of them. We have a lot coming up here. Uh, okay, so so I think these next three are in some order. So I'm just going to keep guessing one, two, or three until I get it. And I think it's going to be... Maybe not. Nope. Damn it. All right, where is it? The next one is Fun and Games. See, Fun and Games I had a, about halfway down the list simply because, like, it's somebody who's blowing people in half and laughing about it and having a good yeah. time. All right, yeah. well, who is that? This is Predator. The Predator. <laughs> okay. We well, sent in the army. We jumped from Get Out to Predator in terms of viciousness? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, I mean, that's a big Predator's, jump. Predator's terrifying, right? Good. Yeah, no fucking joke. We sent in the army. Don't look at him that way. That's because we can't see him. Fun and games? He's hunting us. This is a barrel of fun, a powder keg. Sure. We jumped from racism to... <laughs> An invisible serial killer. <laughs> there are no rights where prey is concerned. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So do you want to keep guessing or do you want me to actually tell you what they no, are and then no. you can pretend to have guessed them? I'm keep guessing and then I'm going to just go down the list. I can, I will, okay. I do is next. Okay, that was after fucking uh, uh, whatever we just did in the, my list. All right, what is it? Another spin. Another spin was literally my scariest song. Really? It, it's someone who can. Fu- I, I assumed it was, and correct me if I'm wrong. This is it follows. Oh, that would have been way better than what I picked. Oh, okay, that's what I thought because it's someone who follows you wherever you go and always looks for you and manages to like get you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually you're you're way better than what I picked. <laughs> okay, what did you pick? I picked only lovers left alive because oh. they're two vampires who can always fight each other across history. Okay, uh, they're like the two fucked out vampire husks who've done everything they've ever can do. Sure, like they've all been music stars and, and they can only they're seeking each other because they're the only ones they've got left. Uh huh. And that's they're powerful, but also like 
not super tough. Sure. They don't care. Okay. But you know, yeah. If that were, uh, it follows. Give me a second. Would it be last? No. Oh wow, there must be some Godzilla level shit on that list. There's some nightmare stuff on this shit. Okay. Literally. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this would be definitely a couple a couple level higher. I would probably put this at like. Um, it's yeah, like second a, to last. This oh, would be 15. This okay. would be 15 oh, if it was boy. It Follows. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so let's see. Um, I think next for you, what was the last one we just did? Uh, Only Lovers Left Live. So Vampires. So from Vampires, we're going to go to Zombies. And that's going to be Angry People. Uh, uh, they drag you down until you're just like them. All right, go ahead. This is uh, um, something you'll never find. Okay, all right, why? Something you'll never find was, after another spin, my next most scary. <laughs> yeah, this is the Babadook. Oh, we're up to Babadook-level shit already. Yeah, yeah, you're looking for something. Holy Something shit. terrible, something incomprehensible. Yeah. Something that will love you forever. I mean, and especially the line, over in Indiana, Indians <laughs> eat bananas, thinking they're full of vitamin C. That's a children's book line. 100%. Where does, yeah, where could that appear but in the kid's book? Uh, oh it only torments, but the thing is, about the Babadook, it only torments children and single parents. It's <laughs> okay. scary, deadly, but not too terrible. Oh. Especially in the end, where it's just a big hug, right? Another movie I've never seen. I need to see it eventually. Oh, shit, you haven't seen the Babadook? No, we need to watch it, buddy. Oh, man. I uh, think you have socially distanced horror movies when I stop uh, being on COVID uh, mm, lockdown. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. So after the Babadook, I think the Terminator could beat up the Babadook. Ev, my next one is going to be quality. Uh, okay, well, I did so well at first. It is the new sad, but you're pretty close. Okay. He's like the Terminator. It's Michael Myers. Okay, all right, fair. Yeah, he's a sociopath who feels nothing. He only he seeks only to kill uh-huh. and, every, and everyone before they get too old. Sure. He's the new sad. I mean, setting aside the weird cult stuff from the curse of Michael Myers. So... Uh, especially the lines, you will never have to see her. Okay. Like, especially referring to Jam- Jamie Lee Curtis's face again. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. And then the last thing that, uh, the, the most important part of the, the Michael Myers thing, no one wants to die. I know it hurts. <laughs> goodbye. 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 Yes. Michael I, Myers in I, a fucking nutshell. I knew that was a serial killer. Okay. Uh, but I didn't know. So you think Michael Myers could beat up the Babadook. I'm learning so much about you. I am 100% sure Michael Myers could beat up the Babadook. Could Michael Myers beat up immortal vampires? They're not immortal. They're still vampires. Oh, sure. They can be killed. Yeah, Michael Myers is immortal. Like, (sighs) as is our next very similar, but slightly more immortal. I think I have guessed the only five songs that are left. Are there only five songs left? Six songs. Six songs that are left. Yeah. All right. So then I'm (laughs) going to loop back around to the beginning and say maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) this is angry people god damn it is it zombies it's jason Voorhees. he's kind of a zombie i guess okay all right uh explain to me why it's jason yeah since it's a kid who drowned because counselors were fucking and then goes to murder fucking people forever yeah sure sure they drag you down he's invincible more or less and unkillable say after like i don't know the fourth movie like the first movie i know is his mom the second and third movies he's just like a dude but like after that he's a juggernaut right right he's super dangerous in the physical realm super deadly if he can get to you which he can for the most part sure like in jason x like he's in a fucking spaceship killing people sure so yeah i think he is i think he's far more deadly than michael myers 
So that's why I rated him over that. Okay. And uh, all right. Okay, I get it now. Because the only thing that can be Jason, or at least one level up from Jason, is someone who can control Jason's dreams. So the next one is going to be oh, you're Freddy so Krueger. No. Ah, god damn it! <laughs> Do you want to? No, well, you, can, you didn't guess the song yet. I didn't. I feel like I've guessed all of these songs. I guess I can. I will call. Yeah, I guessed them all. Maybe you just forgot. Okay, I'm gonna guess. Uh, what a letdown. Eh. Okay, good. It's beautiful. Uh, who is beautiful? The alien queen from Aliens. <laughs> I hate this so much. Especially with regards to the alien resurrection where they bring up like the sensual elements of the aliens oh. vis-a-vis like Ripley. I mean, this song is obviously beautiful. It's obviously from the perspective of the aliens, right? Like every time she walks into a room, heads turn. Sure. Shame on you. Everything she says, I say never mind her because I'm Ripley. <laughs> the only thing she says is, <sighs> We have to be inside your head to understand any of this. Yeah, yeah, I told I warned you, Sacred. You warned me, you warned me. Um Okay, uh next then. We only have You've only got five songs or four songs left. And none of them strike me as scary at all. I mean, I okay. So what could beat up the alien queen? Um see f- fucking I I can I will I do Red in a threatening way is very scary. You don't think I can love yes. you? I can. I will. I do. Quality. Absolutely. Quality is someone who is like inspired by Greek mythology, who has like quality biology. Um, you know, this is someone who's like invincible. Back in Japan, they did not understand. They sent me back here. <gasps> it's qu- okay. So this next one is going to be quality. You are correct. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Good. Good. Is it? Is it this Godzilla? Is- no, this okay. is Hill House. Hill House? What the fuck is Hill House? Oh, you don't know Haunting of uh, Shirley Jackson's Haunting of Hill House? No. Is it, Do they throw rocks at the house? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a haunted house story, but it's the best haunted house story. Okay. Uh, just show me the venue where I'm on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> the venue is the Hill House. Okay. I'm on the menu. I'm the Hill House. Your guests will go insane. <laughs> It's an old house, but you can see the quality. So people are going to Hill House. They're trying to flip the house, right? right? Make it beautiful, quality. But the thing is, the Hill House feeds on you. So it doesn't matter who's in it. Okay. It's going to prey on them. And everybody above this thing has dreams. They're, they're despite what they are, they're a, they're a uh, tangible, like, physical thing. Oh. Right? So they have, they have, like, a consciousness that the house can feed upon. So it's full of evil ghosts. Um so it calls to you the house calls to you ruins you traps you like if the aliens showed up and they landed like we're talking like aliens uh predator three no four whatever the the alien versus predator two is where they land on earth it's alien versus predator two uh they land on earth and that's just basically end game for us but like they land in hill house the aliens are fucked okay. like it's just gonna fuck with them <laughs> like they're done game over so like, the aliens might get out kill a bunch of humans and impregnate us but at the same time they're all gonna come back to hill house and they're all gonna commit suicide sure 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 so everything past here, because Hill House can beat anything with a brain. So everything ha- past here has to be some Lovecraftian fucking nightmare beast creature. Something that exists outside the physical realm. You are correct. Okay, I truly think that the lyrics to uh, Maybe Not and I Can, I Will, I Do can be read in a threatening way. I refuse to see what a letdown in a threatening way, which means it's next. You are correct. All right, good. What a letdown is, con- is next. It is it. Okay. 
It's just Pennywise. Uh, all right, go ahead and tell me how the fuck. Uh, even if I said I like to settle, it'll lead to a little fight. Even if I get to meddling, I need to mean remain polite. So Pennywise is he taunts his children and his adults, but at the same time, he does it in like a uh, um, I don't want to say a polite way, but always a uh, a way that is less than I mean, it's threatening, hundred okay. percent threatening. But at the same time, he does it in a almost whimsical way. It does what it needs to do. Let your guard down from the song. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, like, that's what he wants. He sure. wants to, like, trick you into letting your guard down so he can trick you. And then, I mean, be honest, the ending of the book and the movie, what a letdown. All right. Fair enough. I Again, more movies I've never seen. But just reading the first two sentences about Pennywise on their Wikipedia entry, a shape-shifting monster originating in a void containing and surrounding the universe, a place referred to in the novel as the Macroverse. It <laughs> arrives on Earth during an asteroid impact? What the fuck? Jesus. Yeah, yeah Stephen King can't... Stephen King's like a great acrobat who can never stick the landing <laughs> in, a, in a novel. His short stories are great. Yeah, oh my god, I and love... Novellas, yeah, everything's eventual. No, novellas are great, but yeah. like, I, I have not read a Stephen King novel that I've been like, oh yeah, wow. that makes a lot of sense. But god damn, okay. can he tell a story? Hey, its natural enemy is the space turtle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> fucking insane. Uh, okay. Oh boy. I, I think the single-mindedness of I can, I will, I do means it has to be last. The next one is going to be maybe not. You are correct. Got there. All right, go ahead. Who is it? This is Freddy Krueger. All right. Okay. A, a pedophile janitor ends up being the second most. <laughs> but he is he is more than that. He is a dream demon, right? Sure. Eventually. So pretty soon you'll be the wanting one you'll be the one wanting me to go. I mean, especially if he keeps coming back. Maybe you'll forgive the times we fought. That's I mean, obviously dream warriors. Like, get out of my dream, Dondermar up. Out of my dream. <laughs> like this is like it's obviously Freddy Krueger. And whether or not, I mean, the thing is, like, he may or may not be able to beat it, uh-huh. Pennywise. But the thing is, like, Pennywise couldn't touch him. Uh-huh. Whereas Freddy Krueger could fuck with all the children that Pennywise was touching. So, okay. and that, I meant that very literally. Okay. Because both of them are pretty obviously pedophile demons. Sure, okay. So then that means by process of elimination, I get, I can, I will, I do... Which makes my final total six, which isn't bad. What is I can't I well, will I Well, I mean, actually, the uh, second, uh, the uh, um, 16A is another spin because it's It Follows. <laughs> sure, okay. Obviously, the uh-huh. scariest thing where it just hunts them all down no matter what. Yeah. But yes, you are correct. 16B is I can't I will I do. <laughs> so It Follows shows up twice on this list. Okay. I mean, uh, another spin shows up twice. Sure. And it, that makes sense because it's a Kevin Hearn song. It keeps song. coming back. Love Kevin Hearn. It keeps coming back. That's what it does. Yeah. It's spinning around. So who, what's I can't I will I do? So first off, I, I can't, I will, I do. I really like this song. The next second time I listened to it, and I liked it the first time too. But it reminds me of like a uh, remember OK Go? Yeah, they were a band from like the uh, early aughts. I think they're still they around. did like yeah, I mean, I'm sure they are. Yeah. But like I haven't heard of them since the early aughts. Sure, sure. Like um, they did a oh lately it's so quiet. Okay. Um, a song we'll put a little bit in right here. reminded me so much of this because they did like 70s like mood music and half of their shit like the, the stuff that was popular that they did wasn't this stuff and then like the other stuff like that 70s mood music was fine but anyway 
Uh, a can I will I do is obviously Pinhead from Hellraiser. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, the scariest of all. Yeah. You don't think I can love you? I can. I will and I do. <laughs> the Cenobites are all about love. Well, I mean, certain aspects of them. I mean, they're S&M fuck demons from the Eighth <laughs> Abyssal Plane, okay? So, like, I don't think anything can beat literally hell. Sure. Right? Yeah, I like, guess. What can what can any of these things do to the Cenobites that already hasn't been done to them a million times or infinity times? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So like the Cenobites are the toughest monsters and I know they can be beat by their puzzle box, but it's only on their terms. It's always only ever, ever on their terms. Sure. So I think like Pinhead by far and like the Cenobites that he leads are the toughest monsters. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised you didn't do like, uh, like fucking color out of space or some sort of like something uh, that the human brain can't even comprehend as one of the monsters. Maybe next time. Maybe we'll give it another spin. <laughs> and speaking of, we'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Evan. If you could rewrite any part of your life. I mean, I'm not just talking about like where you would like, oh yeah, I'd do this differently. But like, you get to like rewrite an aspect of reality within the context of your life. Like, oh yeah, my life, but I have, uh, um, my nose can smell um, all sorts of colors. Sure. Now, question. Does it mm-hmm. pop me back to the moment of my birth? Or do I exp- do I just remember my whole life to this point having had smelled colors as a 35-year-old man? You get to do a dual life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get to do it all over again. I mean, it would it would pop you back to the moment of your birth, but the person who has lived will remember both your life with and without this to this point. Holy shit. So I get to, like, do everything. I can invest in Google. I can do all that stuff. Well, no, no, no. You... So your 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 soul is popped back to your baby boy, uh-huh. baby saker, uh-huh. baby saker. Wah, wah, wah. Uh-huh. Daddy, mommy, I love you. Ba ba ba. Sure. I'm a, I'm a sheep. I live in a house. <laughs> like, but and then when you live to this point, when you get to this exact point where I ask, hey saker, would you like to? Yes. Then you remember an entire other life where you didn't have this ability. Sure. Okay. It's like a total recall situation. Whoa. Which would imply that you're some sort of god. Because you're asking oh. me. <laughs> I'm glad you figured it out. So you you might as well be asking me like, Saker, can you imagine like a time when your hair was curly? And all of a sudden I remember straight, hair, straight haired Saker's life. The entirety of having lived a straight haired Saker. And I remember my life up till now as curly haired Saker. Is that correct? Yes. Holy fuck. Yes. So, Except it was, I was going way farther than this. Yeah. So I guess what I would request then is to do my life over again, but this time be able to mind control anyone I wanted to. Oh shit! <laughs> that... So, so you're like mind melding with basically a sociopath. Yes, absolutely. Because if you could, from a baby, if you could mind control anyone you wanted, you would grow up as a monster. I don't think you would even acknowledge other human no. beings. No, and well. Yeah, your parents would be dead immediately. The moment they put you down, you would vaporize that. They w- you would throw them off a bridge with your mind. Yeah, they would they would kill themselves. Yes, yeah. absolutely, because you cried and you were sad. So I actually, you might just die. Well, no, because if you're hungry, you would. No, because you could mind control. So you'd be like, somebody feed me. Yeah, and and, and then they would have to. Then I, anyone within your whatever. What's your oh radius? God, like, or what's your mind control I radius? Don't, Is it the earth? The earth. And my house would be piled up with bodies of people who fed me and then pissed me off, so I killed them. 
Good yeah. God. But then you would have, but then once you got older, you would have the people carry away the bodies so they wouldn't rot. Yes, absolutely. And 100% I would. And that's the person I am now is that sociopath, <laughs> right? That's the life. So I would. Well, no, you would remember you would have your life I would ha- up till now. Yes. And I don't think you're a sociopath right now. But then you would also have this fucking monster who would like mind melt. But I would be living. No, I'd be living in the sociopath timeline, right? Or you would be. You would be in the sociopath timeline. Sure. But you would also have the memories of yes. yourself without that sociopath. So like, at I don't know, thirty-six or however old old you are. Right. You would suddenly realize that human beings had separate thoughts from sure. you and could like. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. God, imagine your horror. <laughs> yeah, I would then kill myself. I mean, th- you've ended my life with this with this dream. Thank you. Would you kill yourself, or would you try and just like be like, oh yeah, I'll make the world a better place? I having having killed hundreds, perhaps thousands of people already. I don't think I would be able to live with that guilt. I don't think so, there's like, any amount of atonement. This fucking I imagine this like ziggurat. It's just this huge ziggurat, and then like you're at the top, and there's like braziers burning all around you, and you're just sitting there with one handful of like human hearts yes. and the other hand has like a like an obsidian dagger in it and all of a sudden on your 36th birthday it's my 36th birthday and then everyone like raises their hands and screams the entire population of the earth and all of a sudden you realize what you've done wrong <laughs> and i mean i think at that moment they all get their free will back because i've enslaved the human race i think my sociopath yeah, yeah. i mean obviously if you, could, if you could control all minds ever yes and then they just go i mean there's riots across the world on my 36th birthday would they even well the thing is okay so people so you're 36 so people have been born oh yeah have their own thoughts before you sure. became that but like there is multiple generations of people so from like 1986 or five or whenever you were born yeah nobody has their own thoughts sure. so there's like literally millions of people who don't know how to think their own thoughts yeah but i mean imagine this is like diving bell and the butterfly thing right like imagine being locked in your brain for 36 years and then being released and being like i have to i mean if i don't kill myself ev it doesn't matter i'm dead people are going to shoot me immediately yeah i mean some people are going to shoot you yeah like some like boomers are going to shoot you but yeah. like i feel like i feel like I mean, some boomers and Gen Xers, but like millennials are fucked. Yeah, like, yeah. Xennials are fucked. Yeah, they've never thought uh, for themselves. Like, like Gen Z is fucked. Sure. Like all these people, are like I feel like they're just gonna like, and, like run around. <laughs> it's like a, um, you know, like a, like in Star Trek, right? Yeah. They've got that. They've got that universal translator. Yeah. And they implant it in you when you're young. So the thing is, like, you grow up learning to speak, like knowing how to speak every language. Right. Do you ever learn how to speak oh, a language? Of course not. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So like, if that were to suddenly be taken out of you, you'd be like, you wouldn't have any capability of sure. like speech because that thing has mediated your consciousness for the entire your but entire there's life. There's got to be some media. I mean, you're speculating on the Star Trek franchise, but there's got to be some piece of media where an inanimate object is suddenly given sentience and what they do with that sentence, right? Like, oh, okay. I, I now can think for myself. I'm a toaster. Does the Brave Little Toaster, he's always had a life. We're not bringing the Brave mm-hmm. Little Toaster to life, right? I've never seen it. Brave Little Toaster's a sad movie. Okay, yeah, I, it's the new set. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like there's gotta be some, some piece of media and I wonder how that goes. It probably just wants to die immediately, right? It wants to go back to its its default state. Well, I don't think, it, I don't think like, if we're going back to our, our supposition is that I don't think these people would know how to live without you telling them how to live. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is they are the toaster who was brought to life. 
and like yeah. they they immediately just want enslavement again. They want to go back to they would they would they would scream and they would just sit down. They would they would die. Shit like they don't even know how to eat without because you've 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 mediated their their existence. It is now lunchtime. <laughs> People in Australia eating lunch at like two a.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh, over in Indiana, Indians eat their bananas. It's true. Thinking they're full of vitamin C. Um. Hey, speaking of fucking terror, <laughs> pure unadulterated terror. We have a new podcast at the Orange Groves. That's right. I can't wait. How about Dead Letter Society? Dead Letter Society is a horror book club podcast where your spooky host, Marn, invites friends into her library of terror to discuss the novels, short stories, creepypastas, and interactive fiction that scares them. Season Oh my God. You'd love it, Ev. Yeah, that sounds great. Give me a second. Okay. I just listened to an entire episode. Uh, you guys don't know how much time has passed, but... I listened to the entire episode. It is, I'm going to be honest, it is a thousand percent better than Mary Ann's <laughs> I knew you were going to dunk on her for some reason. <laughs> her uh, podcast is so bad. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry, Mary You need to get less people on your podcast, bud. Just, just do you and somebody else. It's less work, Mary You just schedule fewer yes. guests. It's easier for you and better for yeah, your Yeah, just don't, don't pass the mic around, Mary Just get you and like one guest. I'll do it with you. Come on, Marianne. Just, she just lives in Columbus, Ev. I'm sure you could. I know. She could come to my house. We could do it. Well, no, she can't because social distancing. But we could do a Zoom, Marianne, you and me. It's true. Um, season one, episode one of Dead Letter Society, Stephen King's It, uh, featuring Alyssa Kay. Uh, Marn brings her girlfriend and frequent collaborator Alyssa on to discuss Stephen King's 1,000-page monster of a novel. Uh, and, uh, yeah, topics of a discussion include queer readings of the text, bad dads, clowns with guns, repeating cycles of trauma, Jewish horror, fun narrative tricks, and why the new movies get it all so wrong. That sounds like a blast. And it does. Yeah, you can... Sounds like the first Orange Grove podcast I would want to be on. <laughs> I could I could book you, Ev. I could get you. Don't. Okay, all right. <laughs> Don't. I can't even do the podcast I, I, I'm in charge, half, half in charge of. <laughs> Uh, you can listen to it every other Thursday here on the Orange Groves Podcasting Network. God, can you imagine like having an every other week release schedule? Yeah, and every other week release schedule where you have to read a fucking thousand page book. I mean, they're going to read The Stand probably eventually. Like, I can't do that in two weeks. I can barely read a read graphic novel. That's not a, horror, that's not a horror book. Come on now. It's a horror novel. Eh, okay. More or less. Is 2020 a horror novel? I was about to just transition back. That's what I do when I'm silent for a long time. No, I gotta fill that. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And now this is all part of the commercial still. (laughs) People thought they had an out, but no, there is no out of this commercial. Ev, how you doing? I can't stand (laughs) any more commercials. (laughs) And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Uh, fuck the wheel. I was just <laughs> thinking that we would do the wheel, but no. Yeah, we don't do the wheel for the, no, uh, the end. No, we don't notes. do that. Email, we don't do the wheel. Though you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us your questions. Um, Ev, let's do this. We now have eight albums, and it's time to reorganize this albums from best Shoot. to worst. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel ready to do this? Think about those eight albums. I will tell you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep, I got them. I will tell you that, uh. I had a shakeup in my list that was very unexpected for me. Um, so let's, here we go. Let's, let's do this. Um, right. So we'll start with number one, the best Bernicke ladies album. These are really boring. Ready? The worst. No, you start with the worst. The, see, uh, last time I thought we started with the worst and you told me we started with the best because we always have the same best. 
No, no, I think we start with the worst every time. That's fair. Let's do it. All right, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Bare naked ladies. Maybe you should drive. Oh wow! Yeah, this was worse than maybe you should drive. I for you? I went back and looked at the track list for maybe you should drive. This is going to be my big like swing at the end, surprising everybody. Maybe you should drive has listen to these songs that are on it. Jane, alternative girlfriend, life in a nutshell. I liked apples. Like I liked fucking maybe you should drive is good. Now you're right. Oh, fuck. You fucked me up. <laughs> like, that was that was my surprise. Because I think even when we did Bare Naked Ladies or Me, maybe it's just the recency that made me think it was better than Maybe You Should Drive. But I actually think it's the worst Bare Naked Ladies album. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Our, our, I got to think. I got to think hard about this. I mean, our, but you know what? The, Let's just move okay, forward. The best songs on our Me are like, Bank Job, Peterborough and the Quarthas, and Bull in a China Shop. Compare that to Jane, an alternative girlfriend. It's like, it's not even close. You know what? You've convinced me. <laughs> okay. Bare Naked Ladies or Me is the worst album <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies have ever done. It's sad, but it's. I think it's true. I'm officially retracting my, Bare Naked, uh, my Maybe You Should Drive from the worst album. Good. That's what I like to hear. Okay. Uh, so next. Next. Three, two, one. Maybe You Should maybe Drive. Maybe You Should Drive. Okay, we're there. We got there. Good, good. <laughs> Okay, uh, number six. Three, two, one. Bare naked ladies are men. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, no, I'm no, not... you say. I'll fight you on this. You say that. Can I list a few songs from Born on a Pirate Ship for you? Yeah. Um, The Old Apartment. Yeah, that's okay. Break Your Heart. Uh, didn't like that. Just one. a Toy? <laughs> Venganzo? Vengan- no thanks. Venganzo story? Uh, Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank. I don't know. That one I really liked, but I don't think it's enough to, to raise it above um, my next board. Lady, okay. So yeah, Bernicke Ladies Are Men is what I put down in that spot. Um, so I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold strong on Bopes for a uh, second. Worst. Okay. Yeah. Bernicke Ladies Are Men, like the best song. Well, we'll talk about what the best and worst from that were, but okay. So then the next one is probably pretty clear. Three, two, one. Born on a Maroon. Pirate Ship. Did you just say burn? <laughs> Maroon. Oh, mar- maroon <laughs> i already said bopes yeah but you're putting our men above maroon yeah whoa so you did we did break the top four for you holy shit unreal okay um i mean maroon had uh maroon had uh tonight i fell asleep on the wheel and like hidden sun and i'm trying to think of what other songs that i remember Pinch me, falling okay. for the first time, humor of the situation. Yeah. Eh. Wow. Come on now, now. Come on now, now. Okay, then I guess this makes sense. Number four, three, two, one. Maroon. Okay, Jesus. I thought you were going to put it above, like, everything to everyone or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so you think Bernicke Ladies or Men is our fourth best CD. That's wild to me i like this uh, again i just re-listened to this while drinking yeah <laughs> so it uh definitely uh definitely came up a lot in my sure. a lot in my regard so sure. i i it jammed me out like there were a couple really good like i don't know i jammed out with this guy yeah um interesting okay then i think our top three are are the obvious ones ready number three three two one everything to everything everyone. everyone number two Gordon, Gordon and number one stunt. Stump. Yes, absolutely, as always. Uh, I like stump. Stump is not bad. I I don't know. Stunt makes me think of like the Universal Studios stunt show. 
It makes me want to go down to Florida and hang out. Um, Ebo, an Come on, unbelievable now. upset. I cannot believe you put our men in the top four. That blows my fucking mind. Uh, Jesus. Um, it might be recent. It, it's probably recency bias. That's, like I've listened to it the uh, the most, and yeah. Again, I was drinking the whole time, and that's fine. So, yeah. Uh, so I think you're right. Yeah. Just like Army jumped up in my estimation, I think it was like above. Maybe you should drive and Bopes in last time I rated it, but now it's like dead last. Not that it's bad. Again, I think even the worst Bare Naked Ladies album is good, um, but I don't know if it's beyond that. Uh, we'll see how it goes when we do all in good time, whether that will be the <laughs> the new happy is the new sad. Um, all right. Ev, you wanted to rate. Uh, give give me your rationale. What is this segment called? Big boys <laughs> living on a dream. Okay. This segment is called Big Boys Living on a Dream. And you wanted to rate the best and worst songs from this album, correct? Yeah. I think that, that at the end of each album, we should give our favorite and or. Never mind. Not our favorite, but the objectively best and objectively worst song. Okay. Objective. So we can argue about it. Then all of our fans can go, oh, you guys are idiots. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, objectively best and objectively worst. Great. So then let's do worst first, right? I think that's easier for right. me. All right. Mm-hmm. So I think, do we do this at the same time? How does this work? This is big boys living you at- You do yours. I'll do living mine. At big you do time. yours. I'll do mine. Show <laughs> okay. me yours. I'll show okay. you mine. The worst song on this album, and perhaps the worst Brandon Lady song of all time, is beautiful. Un- Ooh, unqualified. That was close. I, I, okay, so what did you think the worst song was? New Sad. I New Sad was on my resequence. New Sad has cute parts. Those bird songs are shitty and bad. Mm. Whenever I think about New Sad, I think about the little Tweety Birds, and it upsets me. It was either Fun and Games or New Sad, and I think New Sad edged it out because I was just like, the lyrics were just so bad. Fun and games like, made my... I'm going to not be old, my dear old dad, and not <laughs> smile ever forever. Like... My old dad. The worst lyric. Yeah. Jesus. No, you're yeah. right. The new side was not... But I, new side and fun and games, I think both were okay to good. Um, you didn't like... Well, that's why we're different. You and I are different people. You can't control my mind, sicko, like you I want, want to. so bad. But Beautiful was just... I'm the only one who's immune. That's why I'm on this podcast with beautiful you. Beautiful was vapid. Beautiful was boring. Beautiful was just, like, there was nothing to it for me. I, I liked the, like... I, I don't know. I think I think Beautiful for me went all the way around and came back on the good side. Like, it was so vapid, so boring, and so, like, lounge sure. music, like, elevator music, that I, at the same time, I, like... I enjoyed it for all that. Sure. So it was it was uh, it was the room of mo- of songs to you. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't say it was. I wasn't laughing. I, I wasn't laughing at all. <laughs> for beautiful, but like like at the room, you're laughing at sure. Them. And uh, I wasn't laughing at the B- at BNL boys, but I was. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It just it just didn't. It came all the way back around to the middle. That's fair. Like, it wasn't, like, good song. I, I don't think Beautiful was I just, good. I feel like Fun and Games, at, at the very least, at least they have a coherent message. Like, something they're trying to say. The thing is, like, yeah, exactly. But, like, they did the exact same thing with The Flag back on Gordon. What? I don't think we ever... Was The Flag about anything? Something it was about, about like, abuse, um, maybe, or... I don't know. We never really came up with anything. It was about militarism, was and it? it had the exact same drumline, and it was already no, old. That's then. not fair. They did the drumline for the first ten seconds on Fun and Games in order to poke fun at like, hey, this song's gonna be about the military already, and then he just launches into a badass drumline. I don't know. 
Um, but a new set, new set, I can see. New set is 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 rough. Um, I'll give you that one. There go a raven. There go the ribbons. There go a raven. There go the ribbons. There go a raven. There go the ribbons. <laughs> um, the best song on this album, Ev. Uh, okay. This is much harder for me. Much much harder. Uh, there are several that I can eliminate, but I think it comes down to two for me. Oh, and I think I'm about to call an audible at the last second. You heard me earlier say my favorite song was maybe Running Out of Ink. But Mm -hmm. looking at this track list one more time, I'm going to do a Hail Mary. I'm throwing it straight to another spin. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. I can't believe that. Another spin fucking rules. That song fucking rules so hard. I love it so much. That's a good song. That's an upper middle of the pack song for me. I'm not going to like... I'm not going to come at you yeah. for that rule, but like, damn. It's good. That surprised me. It's, it's just fucking like Kev at his most joyful, some incredible specifics, hand claps, uh, interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it's good. It's just going to, I don't even have a guess as to what you're going to say for this. Not even a guess. You have, you have no idea. I mean, like I had, again, I just listened to this. I listened to this entire album uh, a bunch of times uh, before we, before we did this podcast. And like I had. Yeah, I think that there's like a couple that I really liked. And for me, it was between this is going to you're going to like attack me with a fist for saying this. But like it was between down to earth and maybe not. And honestly, maybe not. Wow. Maybe not was my favorite. I will give you it does also have hand claps. So I'm in for a penny and a pound on that. But neither down to earth nor maybe not made my resequence. I am blown away. Let, I need to look at maybe not again. I need to. I need to think hard about it. That's the kitchen floor one, right? No. Yes, it is. What in the fuck? That's wild. Okay. Um, I, I just liked the. Uh, I like the music. I think the musicality of maybe not was my favorite. I, ju- I, I remember you. I feel like I remember you ragging on maybe not because of the structure of the song. Where it was like, pretty soon you'll be wanting me to go. I'll be the enemy. Yeah, you know. Well, <laughs> like, you you. I think you called it a lot like that previous song. I think I and I I agree. I think I didn't like this song in the moment, but I think like re-listening to it. I don't know. Drinking. Yeah. I, I think I enjoy <laughs> like, when I was rocking out to this album as I listened to it like three times in a row before <laughs> right, this podcast. Right. Maybe not. Like wow. and down to earth. Really. Uh, um. It's either they were so close well, too. It, it could have been down to yeah. earth. A moment. A moment, and it could have been down the, to earth. The thing that sticks out to me most about down to earth is those pew pew pew. Pew, pew, pew noises, which I love. <laughs> I love those laser boys. <laughs> um, fuck. Well, we both surprised each other today, didn't we? Oh, my God. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. We are, that's why we do this that's podcast. Because we we, we're the only ones we can't control. <laughs> it's true. Um, Ebbo, Jesus Christ. We are, we've, we, this is a long episode. So let me do this. Yep. Uh, I solicited on Twitter. This is the last thing. I solicited on Twitter okay. people to... Uh, we were going to do, you were going to do the best songs of the prepage era. You were going to make a list of five or 10 of your favorite Stephen Page and You know songs. what? We might still do that for the Patreon. Yeah, oh, that's an interesting thought. So should I save my thing for the page? Or I've already teased it. I'll, I'll just yeah. put it out there. Yours is fine. We can do the best PPE sure. songs for the Patreon. Uh, on the Twitter, I put out, uh, I want people to have me create custom BNL playlists. So uh, the three I got uh, were... At BirdTH1, Thomas Bird, our friend on the Discord, uh, said, best Bernicked Lady songs to play D&D to. 
Um, so I made that five song EP, best BNL songs to play D and D to. Uh, the Spotify link is in the show notes. Obviously, the best song is Little Tiny number Song. Number one song with a bullet is Little Tiny Song. Well, I had to be true to our podcast. So number one is Little Tiny Song, and number two is Some Fantastic. Add fantasy elements to this. Oh, hell yeah. But then after that is Shopping, because for when your players go shopping, you just put it on loop over and over again, and it's going to force them <laughs> right out of that uh, player's handbook. They're going to be so annoyed by it after a while. Um, Hidden Sun has big D&D energy to me. I feel like it's got, like, this is my tragic backstory energy. Uh, and uh, hmm. Just a Toy, I think, is a great villain song uh, for, for yeah. your D&D I mean, campaign. That's our, that's our, if, if, if our podcast has a yeah. villain, it's Just a Toy. Uh, at C.R. Morin, Cassie Morin said, best BNL songs while having a cookout. Um, Cassie, great. Uh, again, the Spotify playlist is down there. Uh, first song, Stomach versus Heart. You gotta go, Stomach versus Heart, where you're having a cookout. That's mm. a fun one. Uh, as wherever I could get a live song here, I, I did. So life in a nutshell live. I thought that was a lot of fun. Ooh, yeah. Uh, alcohol, um, mm-hmm. fun for a cookout, fun song in general, a live version of humor of the situation and a live version of wind it up. Cause that's a good ass cookout song. Uh, and then, um, at mango pit, uh, asked me best songs, best piano songs to whittle to. Um, mm. and, uh, my whittling playlist was, uh, straw hat and old dirty Hank. Yep. Um, these apples. Okay. Uh, for you. Ding, 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 King of Bedside ding, ding, Manor. Uh, no, I can sing. Uh, and yeah, be fair. my Yoko Ono, which could have easily been. I would have done King of Bedside it, Manor because it has that bluegrass. It could have been King of Bedside. You know what? On the on the playlist, if you're listening to the Spotify playlist, you're hearing the can- canon version where uh, Be My Yoko Ono is replaced with King of Bedside Manor, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So that could have been a much longer segment. Thank God it wasn't. Uh, you can uh, you can you can check it out if you'd like. Thank God we don't have more listeners. <laughs> all of these playlists are in the descriptions. Um, Ebo, yeah. I guess that's it, my friend. Yeah, I just want to say to you listeners out there, thank you for sticking with us for the PPE. Like, uh, you're one of the you're one of the few, the proud. I cannot believe that we're done. We are heading into uncharted territory, my friend. Yeah. This is fucking wild to me. Uncharted three, Company of Thieves. Good lord. Oh, that's a good game. Um It wasn't. I that might be the best Uncharted game. I fucking love that game. And you could It was fine, but it was on rails. Like you couldn't do anything other than like jump around. I, yeah, I mean, you want an entirely open. You only play like fucking Skyrim and Dragons, Traveler. Yeah, yeah. Traveler, here's the potion. Be, I don't care if I wanted to read a story. I would just read a story. Thank you very fair. much. Fair. All right. Fair. Uh, all right, Ebo. When I see you again, we will be mm-hmm. insulting Steve in the PPE oh, w- with oh, the song oh, "You Run Away." <laughs> That's. Yikes. Our lead single off the first Steveless album is a song yelling at Steve. I'm excited to get there. I'm excited to see you there. Ebo, mm-hmm. what more do I have to say? Well, welcome to the Nightmare Dimension. Welcome to the Nightmare Dimension. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one week. 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 <laughs>